0: All right, welcome to a very special episode of the story of we're talking with some educators some people who work in the education arena about what's going on with online learning teaching and what's going on with their lives. So I have some great guests tonight. We're all my friends. Do you want to introduce yourself and say where you are an educator or what your role in education is.
1: Sure, I'll start. I'm Jamie, and I teach um, high school English.
2: And I'm Clint. I'm an elementary art teacher at a public charter school.
3: Uh, my name is Nick. I'm an educational services director for a program at a university.
4: I'm Jill, and I teach elementary school.
0: Okay, how long have you how long have you been teaching, Jamie?
4: Um,
1: I'm about to start year ten.
0: Wow. Oh wow! Okay. Clint, how long have you been teaching?
2: Nine years, full-time. Oh,
0: my God. Are we that old, guys? Jill, how about you?
4: <laughs> this is my <nine laughs> year.
0: Wow. And, Nick, you just kind of started not too long ago, right? You've been there. Did you do a school full school year? I've been already? in my current
3: role for a little over two years, but I've been working in higher education for uh, probably nine, ten years.
0: Wow. We are all? Yeah, we're old. <laughs> we're old. <laughs> so – Clint has started school. He's been there for, you've been in school, doing school only online for three weeks.
2: Yeah. with students three weeks. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, while the rest of us are kind of like getting ready for the school year and setting up and stuff, we'll get to that. But, um, how's the school year going? How's online and you're online only. Mm -hmm. And can you kind of tell us how that's going? What, what walk us through a day, a week, give us a little bit how it's going for you.
2: Um, okay. So, uh, for a public charter school enrollment is super important. So like um, basically to know how many students like actually come to our school, like the first 20 days is what the um, government like basically gives you your funding is the how many students you have on average the first 20 days. And we just hit that um, mark. Um, And so every kid had two, log into a zoom to give like their attendance um or we had to make contact with the family and see like are you doing schoolwork? uh and that's super important for us like the, just the first 20 days and then um so that that's like was a huge focus but i'd say for families that uh have the means and have somebody in their family that can help out it's going really well but for the families that you know, are kind of like uh, struggling or have, would struggle anyways, they, it's, this is really, really tough for them.
0: So right. Mixed. So are you making personal how does it work? Like, I mean, just like, do you start a Zoom class? Do you do one on one? Tell us how
2: it works. Um, so, like I said, I'm an art teacher, so I don't like, I wouldn't never, never,
0: mind. never mind. Never <laughs> so
2: <I'm sorry>. mind. <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like things have shifted a lot, but anyway, like, so in general, my school, um, we, the classes start with some sort of, uh, in-person Zoom meeting. And that's the only synchronous. So the only thing that like has to take place at a certain time, um, that they do at all. And they could also just send an email instead of doing that as, and that would count as attendance. Um, and, other than that, like we try to make it asynchronous so that families, like if their parents are working all week, they can do their schoolwork on the weekend or whatever. Um, for me, as the art teacher, I like come up with lessons that they can do at any point during the week, and then they send me their artwork. Um, and we do like a, a edit a morning show, like a variety show every morning that we send out to kids. And
0: it's great. And Clint, that's so sweet that you say we edit because I know it's just you editing it. Yeah. That's really, <laughs> that's really nice that you included everybody else. Um, so we'll get back to that and get back to you. But uh, Jamie and Jill are, and Nick as well, they're all about to start school. They started after Labor Day. They've been there working, though, for like two, One three One of weeks. the
3: programs I actually work with has already started.
0: Oh, Okay what program are you working with that started
3: uh it's well i work with three um master's programs um and that are in a in the college of science and engineering at the uh, university i work for um and so it's it's a it's a similar to like an mba program
0: so what kind of stuff are they doing like what have they been what have you been working on since you've been back and they've been back
3: uh so uh we've been uh using a hybrid model um so, and the students have the uh, right to choose how they wanna learn. So if mm. they want to be completely remote, they can. And so we have to give them uh, ways to uh, you know, connect with the class and, and be able to attend remotely. And then if there are students that do want to attend in person, um, we're offering that option. Uh, but where I'm working, um, the instructors have the autonomy to determine how they wanna teach. So if they wanna do in person, you know we can find ways to accommodate that with uh, a lot of restrictions around that but um but if the instructor wants to just be completely remote uh, they can do that as well i would say that uh, for the programs i'm working with uh probably 80% of the instructors want to be completely remote and i think that uh, wow trend is pretty pretty uniform across the university i wouldn't say more than 70 uh I'd say about 70 to 75 percent of all the instructors at the university from what I've heard uh, have chosen to go completely online. That's
0: interesting that's way more than I thought. What about the students what are they what's what would you say their ratio is?
3: Um, so you know before the uh, start of the term, we we sent out surveys to the students to kind of gauge where they're at and what their preferences were. Um, so at the beginning uh, or you know prior to their first classes, I would say a a large majority, I would say probably 70, 60 to 75% of the students said they, you know, they preferred in-person instruction and that was what they um, uh, wanted to do. But after we've been in session for, I think, three to four weeks now, um, and I've, noticed that, that we have had some students um, kind of fall off from the in-person option, and they've decided to go online for a, var- a variance of reasons. So, uh, Jamie and
0: Jill, you guys are working on getting set up. Um, if you could teach in person, would you choose to teach in person, or can you teach in person, or is it all online for you for you as well?
1: I'm teaching in person. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. So my school district, um, well, K through five is going full time in person, and then six to twelve, they're doing. We're doing a hybrid model, and so the kids come. We're doing fifty percent of the population in the building at a time. So, so like, so eight,
0: how do you pick? I mean, who who picks?
1: It's alphabetically.
0: Oh, okay.
1: The first half of the alphabet comes two days a week. And then the second half of the alphabet comes two days a week. And then the last day, everyone is virtual. Um, And then we have a percentage of our students who chose to be all virtual. So I have kids coming that I will see I only see them one day a week, even though they come too, because we have an A, B day schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have kids who are full virtual. I have a total of 175 kids. And so I will see about about 75 kids a day
4: when you cut it in half and take out the virtual kids. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So, Jill, what's your setup?
4: So in our district, we're 100% virtual for the first several weeks. And then after that, um, the board will decide if we go back to hybrid or they might decide that we continue with virtual learning.
0: Okay, so this is perfect. What, um, Jill, how are you guys preparing for 100% virtual learning? Uh, what, what's the schedule look hard. like? What's the day look like?
4: So our day, the state has told us that we need to do 360 minutes every day. So six hours of, um, of online learning. And so my schedule, I have several different points during the day where I'll be meeting with kids, um, in meetings. Um, some of them are whole groups. Some of them are small group. We do have about an hour and 15 minutes for lunch every day, just to give kids a chance to like eat lunch, go outside, kind of take a, recess break i guess if you will um so that's kind of nice but it's yeah it's a six hour day
0: so i think this is kind of really interesting to me because so you ex- so when you're teaching or when you're online you're you're six hours are you how much of it is you talking to everybody in a class are you talking to one-on-one kind of walk us through how that works because normally you know you have a class you have your kids you're responsible for, mm-hmm. but on this, are you doing like a thing in the morning and then meeting up with people later? What, what's the plan?
4: So everyone at the elementary level will do a morning meeting just to kind of like introduce the day. And then we have like an afternoon wrap up meeting just to kind of close things out. And, implement. and this is where
0: all the kids log on yeah, to so one room.
4: group Webex meeting. We're, we're using Webex. Oh, okay. Um, and so then also we teach a whole group math and a whole group reading And then also we'll have small group math and small group reading. Um, The small groups may not be every single day. Like I might not see every single math group every day, but it's, there's a lot of opportunities for kids to be meeting with their teacher.
0: And, but they still have like, you know, there's still your, how many students are you responsible for?
4: I have 21.
0: Okay. And they're your kids and you're doing all the lessons for all like,
4: Yes, they do have okay. specials. Um, so they still do have an art, a PE, and a music teacher. Um, and t- so that's like my plan time is when they're in one of those classes.
0: And so the the kids are expected to be on their computer uh, all day, every day? Um, I mean...
4: Well, there's a good chunk of the day that's like basically independent work time. And so during that time, I'm on... I'm in my meeting room waiting if kids want to meet with me or if they
0: okay.
4: can. Um, I do have a lot of families that I spoke with this week. I met with all my families this week. And they a lot of them did say that they wanted to like print things off for their kids so that they wouldn't have so much screen time. So I will have some families opting to do that when they're working independently. Um, but in a, I mean, other than that independent work time, they're pretty much meeting with me like probably on average five times a day and possibly like a sixth with specials.
0: So a lot of just shit. thinking, just thinking about that. Yeah. Just thinking about like, it's like everything you mentioned, I'm like, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Making all your files available for every family meeting with every family, you know,
4: Oh, it's been the workload
0: on you so seems.
4: Odd. Yeah. It's been crazy. Like this, I was kind of explaining it. I was like, I feel like the planning and the prepping the lessons online is like one full-time job. And then the actually d- delivering and like grading of everything is another full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what it feels like anyway.
0: And well, and that's, I mean, it's, it's something you don't think about, but yeah, making everything available for everybody and the hybrid thing to like, Jamie, like you have to do it, be there. You have to be there and make all this stuff available as well. How has it been going for you? How's preparation been going for you?
1: Um. Well, I mean, it. we don't have kids yet. But I can say that they gave us three weeks to prepare. And at first I was like, what am I going to do for three weeks? And now <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need another three weeks to get ready. Um,
4: you have to change it's, everything. it's been a lot.
1: Yeah. And, and for us, so I have to do my lesson – our kid, our virtual kids, our kids who chose to be fully virtual, have the option of either, like, zooming in and watching a live lesson and being able to ask questions. like It's like attending a class. Uh, or if oh they are God. not comfortable zooming in, they can watch a recorded <laughs> lesson. So then I have to have, like, my lessons oh recorded my and ready to go for the week. But also, I have to have all these Zooms set up that, like, any kid can jump in at any time and – watch a lesson okay. if they wanted to now
0: i am stressing out for both of you right now <laughs> i didn't know how bad it was i knew it was bad but can't can't you just do the lesson and record it on zoom and then they can download it
1: um i yes i i can but i have to have my lessons posted by 7 30 on monday mornings
4: okay so that's I, the, so i that's, can't
1: like I can't like record myself teaching my first lesson of the day and post it because my first lesson of the day doesn't happen before seven thirty in the we morning. We gotta
0: change that. We gotta change that. <laughs> you, it's making you do double the work, more so than I've, double. the So I
1: will actually record lessons the week before I teach them so that they can be posted by Monday morning.
0: <laughs> that see, that's crazy to me because a lesson takes a long time to do, just to say the lesson. Part of it, I mean, just to teach the lesson. Part of it, Jill. Are you doing pre-recorded lessons, or
4: we're not really sure. You know, um, our since I'm elementary, our first like two weeks of class is really going to be a lot of relationship building and getting to know mm-hmm. each other and stuff like that. So we haven't really even like thought that far ahead into like content. Um, we do. Th- there is an expectation of us recording lessons. So I think what I'm probably going to end up doing is recording myself while I'm live teaching it and then just uploading it later to my website so that kids who need help or who missed the lesson can access it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and both on Webex and on zoom, you can record, it can automatically record, you know, I, someone else needs to be taking care of this. Like uh, we don't have, we have some friends who are in IT departments at schools. Uh, They should be doing that stuff.
4: Our IT department is so swamped. <laughs> I know they're swamped. Nick, they are very swamped. You,
0: Nick, what do you think about having to, you know, as in, like, you're kind of in a different position, but having teachers having to do a lesson, then record it, then post it. I mean,
3: yeah. And um, I have kind of I've taken on the role of providing that support for our instructors. So we've um, we've so like tried college. To take they his, got it. Yeah, we've tried to take as much off their plates as possible, so that all they really need to focus on and worry about is just, you know, their curriculum and and, and teaching. Um, but uh, I would even say that our department and 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 what we're doing to, to support our instructors is probably atypical to a lot of um, a lot of the departments at the university. I don't think that uh, they have quite as much support as we're giving our instructors. But I, I agree. Oh. I think I think that. Um, I think that there should be you know, staff that are handling a lot of the logistics.
0: I mean, I can't imagine it cause being on a Zoom call is annoying enough and then like have to like do it before you do the Zoom call and then record it and then post it. And, uh, but I, so we could talk about that all, all night but uh, I wanna know uh, since Clint is doing this stuff now, Clint, how have you changed your lesson plans? Um, are you doing stuff in advance? How are you getting engagement with the kids? Um, I really, one of, when Clint was teaching, I think you said uh, first graders or preschool or something. You're like, yeah, being an art teacher, you have to be like, with the younger kids, you have to be like, uh, look at the ceiling, look at the floor, draw something, look at the wall. Like you have to like just be on all the time. How do you do that
2: virtually? Um, All right, so I like, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Okay. God, we told you you sound great. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> I think you tell me every five seconds you sound good. Right. <laughs> um, you have a dreamy voice. We get it.
2: I'm starting to get like overwhelmed just thinking about trying to sum up all the changes and everything that has been done, and like trying to make it like in just a, a few words. But um, for me, like, yeah, getting a lesson that I would normally be able to just. Make sure that every single student in the room understands what I need them to understand. Um, Like normally, I can just walk over there, and the kid that I can see needs help, I can go give them help. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm putting a message in a bottle and sending it out there, and hoping somebody gets it. Um, And then occasionally, like, I I send it out to like a lesson goes to six hundred and fifty kids, and I might get. 150 pictures back of what they did from that lesson. So uh, I like I feel like all these things that I had normally would just kids would walk into the room and I have my first like first day of art class. It's all up in my brain. I got it all in my back pocket, like ready to go um, how to introduce it and make it fun. Now I have to do that virtually and It is tricky. It's like reinventing the wheel completely where I had like eight years of experience doing it and getting it down and now I have to do it on a computer. Um, But I think what it comes down to is like uh, thinking about the worst case scenario, which is a kid that has poor internet, no one helping them at home and maybe didn't eat breakfast that day because the school gave them breakfast normally. Mm -hmm. Um, How... Do I get that information to that kid? Like, what is the boiled down? What is the basic thing that they need to know? And keeping that in mind the entire time I'm making a lesson. Um, and then I just provide opportunities to make it more enriching, but I just gear it towards the kid that I know that is going through all sorts of crazy stuff right now.
0: Yeah that's uh you're making me a little emotional clint but yeah you always gotta worry i mean that's true like you know you always gotta worry about the the lowest common denominator not not in that that sense that but i just mean like you know some people don't have internet or they have five kids you know at home
2: yeah Um, how how,
0: everyone can't be on the
2: when they're in the classroom i think it's more like um you know it's not a level playing field because some of them are in there and had a terrible night the night before or whatever emotional needs or whatever but at least when they're in my classroom I can control the scenario and be like everybody is going to have fun feel good and learn this and now that I can't control the scenario it's it makes planning a lesson like super difficult and I just have to boil it down to the most basic thing how does And that's kind of yeah I'm and or whatever And that's
0: a good thing to keep in mind and, and like that's kind of like what the reason why you there's such an argument and we're going to talk about that next but um you know like school is a break for some kids like school is the place where they can go and get away from their sh- shitty parents you know or like bad situation at home and uh especially for a lot of kids like music and art are the place where they can kind of escape so like it's it is kind of sad that it's all you know virtual but i know you're doing everything you can and that's really interesting that you think about uh how to boil it down because that's really what you got to do because you know some kids need that you know what i mean
2: yeah and also there's like on the reverse of that there are kids that virtual school is like going better than normal school because they have mom or dad or both right there with them and helping them like you know if if I say, check out all these other interviews with all these awesome artists, they click on them and watch them with their parents and spend all this time doing it. Um, so it's like the whole gamut um, at home. And I'm just like, like I said, it's like sending a message out in a bottle and hoping for the best because I have no control after I post it.
0: Yeah, and uh, that is a point I want to get to too. So I want to talk about, Everyone's reactions to online learning or the hybrid learning, but I also want to talk about um, how you do it. Uh, you know, many of us have young children, <laughs> and how do you, t- you know, like for one, on one side of it, how do you teach all day with young kids? What's your plan for that? And then also, um, what do you expect from parents who are working from home, who, you know, have the kids in your classes and stuff? I mean, it's tough. How how are how are people going to work from home, and have their kids online at the same time? How are you guys going to do it, uh, Jamie? How are you how are you dealing with that
1: situation? Um, I I mean I teach seventeen and eighteen year olds, so. They don't need help from parents at home. So even if their parents are at home working, I mean, at that age, they're pretty self-sufficient.
0: Yeah, they're, they're just smoking dope. That's
1: and, it. That's all right. they, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do right. that at school too, but. Um,
0: or vaping, vaping.
1: Oh my gosh, that's our biggest problem. <laughs> for
0: real. I, do you think kids who vape at school, do you think they're like doing it at home, like sneaking it at, at home?
1: Um. No, their parents buy it for them. No.
0: oh okay well i just like i imagine like you know people when the when the shutdown first happened everyone's like what do people do here like have secret like affairs or like you know secretly smoke you know at work or whatever like and i wonder with the teenage kids like they go to school to vape and stuff what are they gonna do
1: i also vaping in the last year has been different than it had been because at first parents were like, oh, it's better than smoking, so it's okay if my kid does it. But now that it's come out a little bit more dangerous than that, uh parents are starting to get not on board. What?
0: So wait, wait, what parents – this is off subject. What parents thought vaping was cool?
1: A lot of our parents. like, Oh, my would, God. We would have kids get – I would say this was a couple of years ago, but we'd have kids – Get in trouble at school for vaping, and we'd call the parents, and the parents would just be like, yeah, I know my kid does that. I bought it for him.
0: Yeah, he likes, he likes watermelon cotton candy. I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> That's – okay. The first time a kid vaped – I know this is off subject, but the first time a kid vaped, I was teaching seventh graders. And the kids – I could smell blueberry. I'm like – or cotton candy, whatever it was. I was like, who is eating cotton candy in class? And the kids all just start giggling, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, give me the cotton candy. And they're all giggling at me. I had no idea that That's it was That's
0: so me. sweet. That's so sweet that you thought like, <laughs> hey, guys, don't be snacking on sweets in the middle of my class.
5: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: like Templeton from Charlotte's Web. <laughs> uh, so, Jill, you...
5: <laughs>
0: you've you been meeting with parents, you said, this whole week yes. with your Do you meet with the kids and the parents together or do you meet with the parents separately? How's that?
4: Uh, Some of the kids were there and I got to meet them briefly.
0: So when the parents get on, they kind of like, what's that interaction like or what's it been like? And has it been helpful to you? Do you usually meet the parents beforehand?
4: So, yeah, we usually do meet with families ahead of time just to kind of um, just to kind of hear whatever they want to tell us about their child before we start the school year. So like mm. some families, it's really easy and they're just like, oh, they like soccer and they like whatever. For other families, there's like really important academic or social, emotional kind of information that they share with us that's really good to know before we start things off. Um, so it's it was pretty typical in that sense. However, there was a whole added layer of I had sent them this super long email about outlining like our schedule and how things are going to work. And this is the technology and blah, blah, blah. So I did spend a little bit of time in each of those meetings. Usually those meetings are five to 10 minutes. This year we blocked off 30 minutes for each. Didn't quite Mm -hmm. that long for most of them, but it gave us time to kind of go over just, did you have any questions about what I sent out? What do you want to know about how the class is going to go? And so there were, they were a little bit more lengthy than in the past because families did have quite a few questions about just how online learning is going to work.
0: Well, and it's crazy too. And I didn't think about this either, but parents do know their, their children's um, education needs and things like that. When they're in person or in school, parents don't know how kids are going to do online. Like Clint was saying, some are doing great. Um, You know, some are struggling. Um, You know, that is, something that the parents don't know about yet and you don't know about yet
4: yeah and I did have some family share with me that like in the, the some kids struggled in the spring because in the spring in the spring we went to online and the it wasn't quite as rigorous there was only like 90 minutes expected every day um and so some of their kids really struggled to get stuff done some some families shared with me that their child did fine academically in the spring and they still were yeah you know so it just kind of depends on the kid but I also explained to the to them that this this fall is going to be a whole lot different than the spring there's a lot more expected of us and of the kids this time around
0: yeah what are some what are your expectations for the parents of the kids that's kind of what well, I'm, you know, I can see being a problem.
4: Yeah, um I do teach upper elementary, so my kids aren't quite as needy as, you know, like a kindergartner would be. Um and so I do think, I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to predict how it's going to be. Because I think I think once we get things up and running and I really train my kids on stuff, they'll be pretty independent. That said, I'm not sure what these first two weeks are going to hold and how much training I'm going to have to do and how many problems we're going to run into. And I guess that's my fear right now is I kind of imagine Tuesday when we start class, everything just kind of crumbling and, you know, no one's able to connect and people are getting kicked off. I don't even know. I just imagine
0: it's going to be on Tuesday. It'll be crazy, but um, you guys get through it. Clint, how bad was it in the beginning and how is it running smoother now or You know, what happened that first?
2: Well, um, my very first experience was um, we did like beginning of year assessments and I volunteered to do to give some of them just to like get it done faster. Um, So it was like first graders and giving them reading and math assessments over a Zoom call. And I was really nervous about it. And I practiced like over and over. And it was great. It like it felt really similar to being in person. Um, It surprisingly went really smooth. Um, And our school in general, like things have gone really smoothly. We don't expect, um, I don't think we're quite as, uh, have the same expectations as Jill's school with um, the number of hours of engagement. Like we plan, we provide a certain number of hours per week of lessons but um like for equity reasons um it's we don't expect very many uh we don't actually don't require any synchronous things like you have to be on this at this time um we we do have a lot of like in person like small group things but we always have the option of planning around schedule of the kid um and so far it's gone really well and there's been a lot of engagement um and not as many tech issues but i also think my school is like has really amazing people in charge that saw all these things coming and started problem solving ahead of time here we go um so yeah I so it's yeah. gone pretty well like in but it has been insane amount of like uh, extra work on our end of meeting after meeting uh, yeah trying things out and making sure it's going to work for everybody and getting computers out to kids and hotspots out to kids and all that stuff
0: yeah and you know you guys have a little bit more leeway with that kind of stuff because you're not you know you're a uh, You're not funded by the state, right? All right, here's
2: my chance to set the record straight. Oh, sorry. Okay, a public charter school, so we get all the same. The money comes from all the same. And then
0: Dick Cheney set these up though during Katrina, right? Is that? (laughs) Remember that.
2: All right, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So we get money comes into the school the exact same way that any typical public school does. We just, actually, we get less money per student because we're a charter school. It's like a little punishment. And, um, <laughs> but we get to choose exactly how we want to use the money. Um, but we have to provide, like, we can't turn anybody away. There's no like application process. Like you are you have needs that are too great. We can't say no, anybody. So it's yeah. a, exactly like a public. Now, wait a minute,
0: Clint. I wasn't being, ne- I was saying you guys have more leeway, which is what you just said. I wasn't saying anything negative.
2: Yeah, but you were about to say that our something about the state. Oh, okay. Yeah. The state doesn't tell us exactly what we have to yeah. do. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. I am I'm love your school model. You okay. know that.
2: Right. Cool. Cool. But okay. um, I do have to say that we do have pressure because we're a choice. So we kind of have to, like, if every school in North Carolina all of a sudden went to, um, in person, then we would probably get a, lose a lot of enrollment, which is important for us. So we kind of had to follow what other schools do to some degree. Okay.
5: I have a okay. quick comment going back to when you were talking about what are the expectations of the parents. We got an email from our school, sorry. We got an email from our school from our teacher laying out the expectations for parents and for the kid and a couple of the items like they were like kids
0: should go to bed at an early time and
5: well yeah they said kids need to be in bed by eight o'clock which I said <laughs> no way um no they said the kid must be in the kitchen or the living room which seemed weird to me like not the kid needs to be in an appropriate place learning the kid must be in the kitchen or the living room and then the parent must be yeah the parent the parent must be present with the with the child the entire time they're on video which i mean we're planning on doing anyways but like isn't that just kind of screw you to screw you to parents who have to work but how long to be in the kitchen or the living room the entire time your kid is in the kitchen or the living room you can't work
0: but you have young kids um and how long? How how long a day do you have to be on camera with them?
5: Yeah, it's like it's not long. It's like two two and a half hours, something like that. Oh shit, that's way longer than I thought.
0: Yeah, it's like a long time.
5: It's a, like a, a forty five minute session in the morning, forty five minute session in the afternoon, and then like another forty five minute session with a small group. Which that's all that we know is a small group. So I have no idea what that means, but so.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a long time for young kids to be on the uh, on the camera, anyways. Don't you think?
5: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, two hours we'll for. Goes.
0: I mean, yeah, I can't imagine. Huh. That's a long time.
5: And yeah, Ariela is going to have to be standing in the middle of the kitchen with her, looking at her iPad because we don't really have
0: she could sit in a chair
3: (laughs) no you have chairs in the kitchen just just make a green screen and you know doesn't that that seem like a weird doesn't that seem like
4: a weird demand well yeah like it's a liability thing like a a protecting people protecting the teachers from getting in trouble or something
0: oh yeah that could be
4: From if the kid is not with an adult, then the kid can say that the teacher said something. I don't know. It sounds like some kind of protective thing.
5: Well, they can record. I thought you you were talking about the the kitchen bedroom or the kitchen living room part. Yeah. Yeah. The parent being with the kids.
0: Yeah. Maybe they're afraid the kid would expose himself. And then like, (laughs) I don't know. Why? Why? I don't get it. I I know what
2: Jill's saying. I think that is what they're trying to do. But also
0: like just record all the calls. It's easy, just
2: yeah. But actually, my school, our policy was to record all the calls, and then our policy, because of our lawyer, said don't record any of the calls. Absolutely. Now,
0: I've heard this argument. I, I mean, I've I've heard about this thing, but like, um, I think you just record them all.
3: Well, there's what? there's just a lot of stuff around that.
4: Yeah, there's, some- I but I
0: think you, yeah. I think you need to get like a subpoena or a court order to view the files from the school district or something. There had to be some reason, but, uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about recording, recording the calls or not?
1: I plan on recording mine. <clears throat> uh,
3: I
0: mean,
2: logistically,
3: I-, I think it makes sense and it's, it's, it's helpful and in a lot of cases necessary, but, um, you know, there's confidentiality and, privacy concerns around some of it sure but that's why i
0: think you know uh it'd be the same i mean kids are able to record in classrooms i don't know what do you think jill
4: um i plan on recording my lessons I i have to reread that email i got but there was something about um when we post them i think they have to the access and the permissions have to be a certain way
0: hmm yeah yeah and that's fine i think that's you know i think that's good but uh i understand i guess actually like that's really weird to me with drew's situation a a little kid i mean what two hours on the thing what do you guys think about that
4: i mean we're 360 in our district 360 minutes whether you're kindergarten or middle grade. So, oh, yeah.
5: that's crazy, man. I mean, I do think it's a long time, but I'm also glad that it's that long. Like I was worried it was going to be like, you know, a half hour a day or something. I was like, you know, like she's excited. This is her first year of school. I want yeah. to be as close to a school experience as she can get being at home, which is impossible, but, you know, as close to that as possible. So I didn't want it to be like, you know, a half hour a day and it's then she's just having a regular i don't know well, i'm, I'm so, glad that it's long will
4: you ask nick about higher
0: ed? yeah what do you want to know about higher ed I don't know. How's
4: it going? Well, are they gonna I, wait until everybody pays their pays their tuition
0: oh wait we'll get to that babe okay. jamie's yeah. back so we will get to that nick but i want to talk about what drew's bringing up real quick um the school experience so uh i know all of you guys are really engaging in um charismatic you know like i i would love to watch a web thing of you guys teaching or whatever but part of school is the interaction with the kids and the people you may meet are what are schools doing for that are there like the, are there breakout sessions um without the teacher can they meet up in a setting i mean that's kind of like that's why you go to school is to meet your people you know what 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 are schools doing about that if anything i don't think it's been thought about maybe it has what do you guys know about that
2: um uh my school, like um in the spring I was in part of like breakout sessions of uh students could like share their artwork and we just talk about like kind of an art share and critique, um and, like live drawing things. Um and God, just, just everything right, up, we just talked about doing like social groups meetups and then a basically a teacher is in the Zoom call, but Kids can talk about
0: Star Wars or whatever they want. Mm. Man, guys, Clint is really just doing this right, I
4: think.
1: I am. We're required to have office hours three days a week where um, Mm. a kid can jump in and ask me questions about assignments and stuff. So I have that, but I also set up um, a fourth office hour. That's non-academic, so kids can come in and talk about whatever they want to talk about, and I'm in there just to make sure it's school appropriate, yeah, um, and stuff like that. But so that's something that I offered. That's kids awesome. This year. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. I don't know if they'll do it, but we'll see.
0: I think they'll do it. I mean, I, yeah.
2: I noticed they seem to. They talk bad about Zoom calls, but then they loved being able to see their friends. Like even in
0: just that capacity, yeah, that's what I, that's what I kind of think is, uh, you know, from our experience, like we meet with our coworkers every day, and sometimes when you log off, like one or two people, different people will stay on, and uh, I, I imagine you know kids will enjoy that. Uh, like Jill, what are you guys doing for? Um, you know, kids to bond, are are you just, are you gonna have any, I know you're doing office hours as well, right?
4: Yeah, so we'll have, we'll have office hours. Um, We have been told that breakout rooms are coming, I think next week to Webex. Personally, I don't know how comfortable I feel using those, especially, especially not right away. Um, But just leaving a bunch of kids in a room unattended. I know you can check in on stuff, but it just makes me a little nervous. But there was talk about possibly having some paras who would be able to mm-hmm. with that. So that way they could monitor different rooms. So we wouldn't have to just leave the kids unattended.
0: That's interesting. That's a good, uh, a solution to that because yeah, you don't want the kids to do weird stuff in there. And are you liable for it? You know, if they do and, but, uh, we do. So I went to, I've been doing a few of these, we've been working for a few of these like online events and stuff. And, uh, they usually have this annual meeting, this business leaders meeting where everyone gets together. They fly from all over the world. It's a big event. They have like barbecue and stuff. And they did it virtually and they had breakout rooms. So they would have a little talk. They would say a question. The question was about, you know, like racism and stuff this year. And then they would split us up into breakout rooms. And they'd give us like two minutes to talk to each other. And then it would be like, uh, it'd be like, Hey, you have 30 seconds left. And they would go back to the main group. And then it'd be a new breakout room and actually like i've it worked for me uh i read a really interesting article about how some people don't connect online like some people don't connect through video calls and stuff like that and i really felt like yeah i don't i don't really doesn't do it for me the same as being in person but this breakout room thing where we've got to meet new people and you know how long you have in there was part of it and i thought it was really interesting and i think it could be something schools should be able to use like discussion groups and i know webex is getting that um if they don't already have it, they're getting it soon. But Zoom was really quick to get that in the beginning. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So I, the other thing I wanted to ask about is um, what, what about, like, discipline and stuff? Like, if somebody does do something, what if somebody's not doing their work? What if somebody's on the Zoom chat, they never mute or they're burping or something? How are you guys going to do discipline? <laughs> virtually you think there will be any or what
1: I mean for me since kids have the option to come in virtually live or they can watch a recorded video if they come in and they're like virtually not behaving well I'm just gonna tell them that they need to hang up and go watch the video or kick them out and tell them that they can't Ah. you know like you because they can go watch the lesson and not be a part of the virtual class like that
5: yeah. I mean, otherwise you just mute them and turn their
2: video off. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's how you can take care of that. Yeah. My my prediction and is probably like. Discipline problems are going to be totally different. Like if a kid is on the video, they're going to be engaged and like the most common problem of like talking over somebody is easy because you can mute them, <laughs> but I think the, the biggest issue is going to be like not just not engaging in the, whatever the lesson is, not being there. It's just gonna be like truancy, basically.
1: <laughs> I I expect less discipline than normal for a lot of reasons, but instead of having thirty three kids in a class, I have sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will cut down on a lot of stuff too. On and in person. Yeah. Yeah. In person. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, do they know, have to wear masks uh, and stuff, Jamie?
1: Yes, they have to wear masks. Do you think that's um, going to be if, a
0: problem? Like, hey, you keep rolling I, your mask down to vape. You got to keep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that, actually. You got a
0: mask. You got to vape under your mask um, for better.
1: We we have a very strict policy that if so, because they have the option to be virtual, if they refuse to wear a mask at school or it's a problem for them, they just are told that they have to be virtual, that they uh-huh. can't come into the building. I feel like my district has done a pretty good job of setting everything up and, and putting things into place. Um, and that's one of the things that I was happy that there's a zero tolerance for that. If a kid takes his mask off at school, they'll just send him home and they can stay home.
0: Yeah. I guess it is easier. I guess it's not really a problem.
2: I mean, um, uh, we started doing like a, we had like a positive uh, reinforcement thing, like every school, every lower school, elementary school does, and we just like made a way for them to do it at home, and different things that they can cash their points in for. Um, it works pretty well at our in our in the school, and so far I don't know how it's going like at home. Uh, like one kid cashed in some of them to be a guest on our morning show but
0: i love that dude clint you're fucking killing this online learning <laughs> shit
4: will you teach jack
0: yeah can jack just like yeah can jack just come into your class online <laughs> uh no he's terrible he uh slams the keyboard really like aggra- keyboards make him angry for reason. anyway but anyways um <laughs> I also want to talk to you guys about we I talked about earlier. We didn't really get into it, but uh, having kids at home, like Drew's has to, you know, now he has to do two hours a day with with his kid. Uh, You guys are teaching and you have kids. What are you going to do? I mean, I really don't think like last week or last month, I I couldn't have afforded two hours a day. Uh, We were nonstop work like and we were working to stay alive and survive. I mean. I wouldn't have had 2 hours a day. I, I I wouldn't have had it. So what I mean, what are you guys going to do with the kids I you know? And I mean, with parents my, that also, you know.
1: My kid is 7 months old, so I don't have to worry about teaching him.
0: No, I mean teaching while he's um, while you have to care so, for him. What's that set up?
1: Um so my mother-in-law is watching him during the day. Okay. Cause I, I have to go to, to the building. I mean, we go to, right. work. even if we go full, full virtual, I have to go to the building to work. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we have, yeah, someone watching him.
5: If you were full vir- I, virtual, they wouldn't I, let you do that from home.
1: No, we have to go in.
5: Huh.
2: That's kind of bizarre. <laughs> yeah. A lot of districts are doing that. Mine. That's like one thing, like, uh, as a charter school, like we did differently.
0: Just kind of put the record straight on charter schools. They are very <laughs> similar to public schools, except they can do what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jill, what's your, what's your situation?
4: We're very fortunate to have family close by who'll be watching our kids.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You know, um, I don't know how you do it with that. I mean, we, we, I've, we've been home quarantined, you know, and Jack's almost a year, but, uh, it's been hard. It's been kind of hard. He needs easy. So I just can't imagine like two kids or, I mean, we just have to like, Hey, half of your day is fucked today. Half of my day will be fucked tomorrow. You know? So I just like the two hours, you know, a day thing or the 360 minutes. Uh, uh, it's hard for parents too. And yeah. oh, that's the
2: sorry, Clint. Go ahead. Um, I, Patty, or my partner, and I, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we basically just, it's like, uh, I work in the morning and then she works her job in the afternoon and it's just like a switch at 11. Um, yeah. Indy takes a nap. If my child takes a nap, <laughs> 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 then I get like a, Few extra bonus hours, um, but I always, like I think about that um, how crazy it is just to get our I can't stick to my schedule that they gave me. Like these are the things you're we blocked off for you to do during the day.
0: Yeah, I can't
2: stick to it. I just get it done, and then a lot of times after he goes to bed at night, like at eight, I come down and do more work. Yep, and yeah. I think about that as far as like my situation is not tough, like we are pretty fortunate that we're both working from home and everything. And that is not the reality for so many families. So I think about that when I'm planning lessons.
0: And well, think about, yeah, Clint, that's think about this shit. Think about if you have to go into work and yet your kid has to do virtual learning.
2: Yeah. What do you do? Uh, nothing. Yeah. Some people have like, they don't have many options. Um, That's what, like, sometimes I'm making a lesson and I think, like, I don't want them to sit in front of a screen the entire time. Like, I don't want, I want to, like, type out instructions and mom and dad can, like, go have an experience with them. And that's what some of them do. But then, or I think, if I make a 15-minute video or a 20-minute video, then that kid, like, that 8-year-old is sitting there listening to me and doing what I'm saying and not, needing their grandma to help them so it's like a i don't yeah super long videos but if i could make an hour-long video where they're just drawing with me and not needing grandma or whoever's helping them like in some cases that's the best option but other families are like we don't need them to be in front of a computer for that long
0: well i'll tell you what um whenever jack starts yawning i'm like thank god (laughs) like i have a meeting coming up, you know, and it's just like crank out. You know, people work a lot faster now because they're like, who have kids? Because you're like, he's napping. Don't you get the most shit then when the kid is napping? Oh, mm. yeah. You're <laughs> like, but yeah, so.
4: I will say you know. a lot of families around here are doing something called learning pods. And mm-hmm. so, like, let's say five families will come together and all chip in for like to pay a babysitter and put all their kids in one house for the day. And that person will monitor all their learning. And that's like a really common thing around here.
0: It's all, aw- that's, that's awesome. And that's what we we're kind of running a little long, but um, that kind of stuff I wanted to bring up the creativity of that. And, and like, you know, we're all like Clint and Jill and Jamie and Nick. Like, he, uh, you guys are all super creative and at, ta- you know, this is a task that you guys can handle and I'm excited for you to be doing it. And, um, just wanted to go on something positive. Uh, Jill, you kind of talked about some things that um, you were excited about this year. Mm-hmm. Can we all just kind of go over some positive things that are happening? You know, <clears throat> starting with you, Jill. what, yeah, what I, I hope
4: I haven't come off as really negative this whole time. I mean, I do have a lot no, no, no. Of concerns for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And this is totally new and crazy, but I also, I mean, I do think it's going to be really hard and it's going to be a lot of work. But that said, I, first of all, have already learned so much technology stuff. I've always considered myself really good with technology for, as a teacher. Um, but I've already learned so much the last three weeks. And I feel like even when we're back in person, whenever that may be, I think my teaching will probably be changed forever just because of trying to do something completely differently. And I'm like, Oh, this really works really well. Maybe I'll continue to do things this way. And so, um, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be changing how they normally do things in the classroom.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Clint, what are some things that have been, that you've liked, you know, that's been working well or? Um,
2: I think there's like quite a few positive things that um, will carry over to when things are closer to normal. Um, and One is like the idea of maybe not um, maybe schedules don't have to be the way they are just because we have to do so many kids at recess, so many kids in the eating lunch, so many kids, you know, basically schedules are arbitrary um, as they were. But now kids are learning maybe they like to start the day out with math and then end the day with PE or vice versa or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's exactly how people are as adults. It's like, it's not just a, Mm -hmm. you know, I like to get all my hard stuff done in the morning and then whatever in the evening. So I don't know, I think that we can like personalize learning for kids a little better with all this technology stuff. Um, And I think like schools, at least my school has rethought all their priorities of like what we absolutely need students to come away with. and. Uh, I think that's super important is to rethink like why you're doing things and what's the most important.
0: Yeah. And, um, I really love Clint shared with me his show. He's doing like a daily show and it's fun and it's great. So to look forward to, it. and, you know, I would love if you could pass that on to your students, you know, to start producing it and start, you know, cause that's what inspired me. inspired us as a kid to like, Oh Yeah. Know. I just love it. And that's something that maybe you not, you wouldn't have time to do if you were there, you know, all day, every day,
2: but it's yeah, great. That continues like into the normal, when we get back in the building, we're like, we've changed like all these initiatives that we talked about as a school. Like suddenly we are making it like a priority. Like Let's focus on these things because maybe they'll miss out on some certain instruction with reading or math, but we can, like all these social justice issues we're talking about, like, Yeah, more like stronger and maybe that's just as important.
0: That's why a video show, you, you have to learn about writing. You learn about a little bit about math, about, you know, color videos are like making video. That's why I'm so smart because that's what, you know, I always do. That's why people are always like. Why are you so smart? I'm like, well, um, (laughs) God favors me first of all. And then no. So Jamie, what are you looking forward to? I gotta
2: say, hold on. The theater teacher taught us how to deliver a joke and then the next day i got like in the google drive like 50 kids deli- telling me jokes like in this amazing way and they're going in the show like every week so it was like a perfect example like there's more of a real world application than anything you would have done in the classroom normally i think so that was awesome
0: yeah i get it i'll go i'll watch them. <laughs> i know i need to go to your te- I get it clint <laughs> I'll learn how to deliver a joke with
2: Yeah, finally
0: good timing. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what are you what are you looking forward to or what do you think what's something positive come from? This?
1: Um, well, everything they just said. I definitely feel like I'm going to be a better teacher when this is over because I'm going to know how to do a lot of things I didn't know how to do before. Um I I mean I only used my computer in class when I absolutely had to and I printed off everything and now we're not even allowed to use paper so I'm you know I think I'm going to save a lot of trees and yeah um just really learn a new way of doing things but I'm most excited to see kids I know that sounds very like cliche but I went on a maternity leave in February so I haven't seen kids been around my students for a really long time and I we had some kids in the building Thursday and or Wednesday and Thursday this past week Mm -hmm. and it like just I got all kinds of good feels and I was so excited to see them and um, I just can't wait I feel like we're gonna connect on a whole different level this year oh yeah you know, and I'm really excited to have the, I, mean, I teach older kids, so like to have those conversations um, yeah. and to hear their thoughts on everything going on in the world. They're so, I mean, young people are so, they're so smart and they have so much to say and I just can't wait to hear all of that and their thoughts on COVID and Black Lives Matter and just everything going on and just connect with them. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, and they're, and they're resilient. You know, mm-hmm. things that, you know, we can't handle, feels like kids can handle a little better. Yeah. So that's great. That's a really awesome stuff to look forward to. And uh, Nick, give us some positivity. Let's keep going with this.
3: I don't know, I think that's a good out. I don't think I need to add anything to that. <laughs>
0: Well, I think it's you know it's sweet because Jamie said she misses the young people and stuff, but she's actually married to a child. <laughs> so, and he's literally he's been texting me different spirit animatronic things this whole podcast.
1: <laughs> um, Ghost Adventures was on the TV. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> Harvester, six point uh, two foot harvester. Of thanks, souls animatronic <laughs> decoration. Don't
0: give him hair time. But uh, <laughs> I was kind of wondering. I know we're way long. And I appreciate everyone's time, but <clears throat> Nick, I wanted to know about um, what? Are, how are older kids taking this? Like college students? Like what is their, You know, I I it, honestly, if this would have happened in my college, I would blow off college so bad. I wouldn't go to anything. I wouldn't care. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? What are the attitudes there? Are people, elementary school is different, you know, middle school is different. Yeah. Uh,
3: um, well, I, I, the programs I work with are professional programs. So all of, almost all of our students have been out of school for at least five, 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't have a lot of, uh, one on one experience with, you know, like undergrads, or even, um, you know, uh, other graduate students who are, you know, maybe fresh out of undergrad. Um, So, you know, it's a different perspective for me. But, you know, from speaking with other um, uh, staff members or, you know, other administrators at the university, um, they are hearing a lot of students, you know, ask the question, why am I, you know, one thing is, why am I paying for this, it's not the full experience. Uh, and, you know, uh, classes are only a small part of the you know, university experience for students, and they're not going to be able to uh, have a lot of that. Um, and so, yeah, some students are saying, well, I'm just uh, going to take a year off. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of uh, a smart response to that is yeah, take a year off and do what? You know, you, you can't travel. You can't backpack <laughs> through Europe. You know, you can't really do anything. So why not just uh, get started? Well,
0: um, I'm going to edit this so that we do the pauses at the end, but on a more cynical note, um, colleges, things are going terrible, honestly. I mean, I surely colleges knew that once kids went there, they would get infected, right? I mean,
3: I... Yeah, I, I and, mean, cynically, uh, you could look at it. Uh, for, not your college.
5: <laughs> i mean, <laughs> I just yeah, mean in general like no, like but, but
3: ku cynic, cynically you look at it and and the um you know university opens up campus just enough so that they can get the tuition checks and they can get room the, and board um, the room and board and then you know a week later or less they kick them all out and make them go home um
0: yeah dude it's not looking good i mean every story i'm seeing i'm like they they did this on purpose
3: yeah, and you know, I think there is probably a lot of truth to that. But at, being a university employee and working at a university that, uh, due to um, COVID, has already instituted some furloughs for certain levels of employees, and and you know, uh, is sure. now, um not, not I wouldn't say pushing, but they are advertising, you know, early retirement packages. All you know, the the bottom line has been affected uh, for years to come, and so you know. I, I understand the position they're in because you know people could start to lose their jobs uh, because in the
0: cities, in the cities yeah.
3: they're in, it's a whole a lifeblood to
0: every other restaurant, every other job, every other thing. But it's just hard to watch
3: yeah, college it, after college. If the if these weren't sending everyone home decisions, um, you have to kind of question. Um, the, the, the administrators of a university and, and they' and how naive they are if they think that if they just tell the incoming freshmen who are just now uh experiencing their first taste of, of you know real freedom and then they are told that uh you know there's a curfew and they can't have guests in their dorms and you know they can't leave their dorms except for you know uh, crucial uh, needs um that, you know You got to be kidding yourself if you think that that students, if a lot of students are going to follow that.
0: Well, yeah. And like the thing, so what we're way over, but real quick, Um, the sports thing, like I feel like, so they're not letting kids play sports, but they're having classes and they're having dorms open and they're having, you know, uh, the sports thing, like coaches can control the students, you know, a little bit. Uh, Don't go to party, get kicked off the team. I don't understand why they're doing everything else, but sports, is it because they can't control the kids or what do you think about no, no college sports, but there's no
5: social distancing in a lot of sports. You can, you can social distance with classrooms and stuff, but with sports, that's kind of impossible.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, like it's the partying. That's the problem. Sure,
5: but, I mean, they can't They can't control that. They can control the sports. They can say no sports. They can't say no parties.
0: That's true. They could. I mean, they could have officers. They could have, you know, you could get kicked well, out well, of you're school. you're talking for,
5: like, for like on that, campus?
3: You say that, Max, but, like I just mentioned, universities are already cash-strapped, so, like, how are they going to pay to enforce these rules is, is one of the big questions.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think... It's not really that interesting of an argument but i just think like if you're in sports and they're like hey you can't go to a party uh all the sports teams all across the college are we're gonna live in this building we're gonna be in a bubble kind of like um uh soccer's been doing soccer's been somewhat successful not so much baseball
3: and not all soccer, college they... sports have been canceled it's kind of uh, been more on yeah. a, a division basis or whatever they they call those things so like uh the university i work for is in a division that has canceled their fall sports but um the university i went to you know undergrad to is is going forward with their schools with i mean so
0: our college is doing um like at ku we all went to classes where there's like 300 people are they doing less classes or less people in the classes. Or- oh yeah,
3: yeah, no. There's a, where I'm working. There's a lot of restrictions on on in-person classes. So um, classroom capacities have been cut in half. Sometimes you know by seventy-five percent. Uh, I believe when they did their initial um, uh, you know uh, shift, I think there's only there were only maybe two to three classes on the entire campus, and this is a, a large Division One. University there are two to three uh classrooms on campus that could uh house more than fifty students. And I think the 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 limit was maybe there was a classroom that could hold sixty to seventy five. Um the the vast majority of the classes have, you know, can only now accommodate, you know, ten to fifteen if you're lucky. That's crazy. that and we used to have a guy who
0: would dress as a shark who would come into the classroom and that's probably not going on anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> as long as but they're in a mask not. and they're socially distanced they could do it I guess. yeah
0: he always say something really stupid like if you're gonna go through all the trouble of dressing up in a shark costume and interrupting class like have a joke ready he'd come in and be like "I where are the fish <laughs> anyways matt was weird in high school in college <laughs> uh <laughs> i guess uh, just on the last note again thank you all so much and uh i am i have all the utmost faith in all of you i mean you're such creative people and so loving and you're so dedicated to teaching and i really it's weird that we're friends with so many teachers but i think it's because they're just you know better people they're funnier they're you know more entertaining ready to argue um and i love all you guys you're doing great and i'm you're gonna keep doing great i know it but i kind of give me some predictions i mean we're all focused. I don't want to stress you out, but we're all focused on the beginning of the school year. <laughs> when is this going to be over? What do you, you know, what are your predictions on how long we're going to be like this, Jamie?
1: I got nothing. Um, <laughs> I th- we have a we have a little thing going at work about how long we will last before we go full virtual, um, and I think we will go full virtual at some point this semester. Um and then I think next semester will be different as well. I don't think we'll return to a full normal school year until the start of next year in a year from now.
0: Okay, so you're predicting a Trump win.
2: Okay, Clint? No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> um I think any like I predict safely going back the beginning of next year, but that has nothing to do with like when we will actually go back to having classes in person. Um, And I'm gonna take this opportunity to say what really frustrates me and what I think should be like a huge story is how I witnessed like the people that get elected and their taxes pay to make important decisions could not make a decision either I way. I know. They couldn't say an opinion on anything. And then it just kept getting the buck kept getting passed down to state government, local government. And then it basically went to administrators at schools, have mm-hmm. huge calls that everybody's like going to either tell them they're being too cautious or not cautious enough. And People are going to get mad at them. And they did not go to school for any sort of science or public health or anything. They went to school for education. And they're the one. And then basically the buck got passed down to like, oh, well, let's just expect kindergartners to go to school with masks on. I'm not going to wear a mask, but all these six-year-olds are going to have to do it all day. Super frustrating. So I think whenever we go back to in person, it will have very little to do with science or responsible decision making it'll just be whoever just says enough is enough and we're you gotta do it yeah
0: and the parents uh i know for the most part i'm sure all of your parents have been great but um just like drew's and i've been talking about online i mean the parents just furious with teachers furious that they're not going to school furious that they are going to school i mean it's just and that's part of people who are supposed to be in charge waiting to the last minute not telling us what's going on not making decisions passing the buck um that's why like you know i'm i know all you guys can handle it and you guys are the creative ones and you guys are the ones who are going to do it but uh it really shouldn't been so much on you at the last minute like this uh you know but that's what always happens
1: but yeah but it's education so we're used to it
2: <laughs> yeah yeah if it were so in my opinion if it were like a military operation we would have just thrown enough resources to it that it would have happened but since it's education uh it's like oh well just do your best with what you got and yeah
1: yeah
0: and i'm not trying to get political but um it's just infuriating when they're just like Open the schools. Like, okay, give us money, look, give like what we need to, you know, but just the open the we we can't go to school the same way we used to safely. You can't do it. And they're just like, let's do it.
1: Here's what someone said at my work and it makes pretty good sense. We have to try to show the taxpayers that we tried. If right. it doesn't work, we can at least be like, "Hey, taxpayers who are complaining that you pay taxes and we're not going to school, we tried and it didn't it didn't work. Um, kids were getting sick or whatever. Uh, I mean, it, it is what it is.
2: But people pay. The thing is that people pay taxes towards lots of other things, like the federal government, and they can't figure out. They can't even say." here is a suggestion as to what you could should do they just kept throwing nonsense out and so like i don't know people can point it, fingers at educators and te- and schools and stuff cuz it's a really easy target that pretty much we can't defend ourselves it's like we have you know it always like the buck stops in schools well um, couldn't you also flip that around though and just say and say
5: you know, hey, taxpayers, you pay us money to keep your kids safe. So we're choosing to do remote learning. Like, couldn't you also say that?
1: I, I suppose I don't get to say that or make those decisions. Sure. I, was just,
5: I was, yeah, just Commenting on the, the teacher who you said made that comment. I was just, well, I think the opposite could be true too. You could also say, yeah. you're paying us to make right decisions, to make good decisions, to keep your kids safe. So we're choosing to not bring them into this school
1: I mean, it's just one of those things where there was just no good decision. No matter what decision was made, somebody was going to be mad. Um, right. But- and that with this decision that my district did, parents have the option to keep their kids home if they want. And I think that's probably the best decision that could have been made. So if you really don't want to send your kid, you don't have to.
2: But I yeah. think people should be mad at um, the federal government, not local schools, like yeah, and there's <laughs> a lot of anger towards local schools. Yeah, well because
5: you can it's you totally can yell bizarre.
0: at you can yell at your local schools and, you know, I I think it's bizarre too. I mean, I I just feel like, you know, people should be like, "Hey, what do you guys need?" You know what I mean? Like
4: I think it's uh, because everyone everyone has a school experience as a student and so they think, "Oh, I understand how schools work."
1: They mm-hmm. mm-hmm. don't
4: understand the other end of it and so they just assume they totally
0: get everything when they don't. Yeah. And I think we kind of talked about this a little bit, but what are schools are schools for educating the youth or are they for taking care of our children while we work? You know what I mean? Like there's a whole argument, a whole thing about that too. Cause uh, it's just, it's heartbreaking to have schools not open. For a lot of reasons, but also those are reasons that it shouldn't be um, up to the educators, but it is because that's who has our kids. And, you know, I don't know. I don't don't need to get into that. Yeah.
2: Like one thing I didn't get to say is this virtual thing. It basically took my dream job that I absolutely loved going to and made it really lame. Like there are fun things, but it is like so not fun to spend all this time making lessons and then sending it out to in a in a bottle like hopefully some kid will have fun doing it and learn something but i don't get to see it like it is it like sucked all the fun out of it yeah like i like being virtual um but i think hopefully uh society will realize like how much people depend on schools for everything like right off the bat like day maybe three or four of Schools being closed. uh, Families were coming to get food from our school. Um, So, yeah, we expect schools to solve all these um, societal problems, but also do it without any support or funding. And,
0: right, we don't, it's not that we expect them to do it, it's that they have to do it. It falls on them. It's not that there's an expect, it's that that's the last stop for a lot of kids. That's the last place where they can be okay. Like we've done that as a society. We've, you know, we don't fund it that way. We don't even think of it that way, but that's what happens. It's the reality. So it's kind of like we do, we need to rethink everything, but we won't. Um, and so you much know, you guys, happy <laughs> you guys are probably, you guys are probably working three times as much and you're going to get paid the same or less furloughed and stuff as Nick was saying so. Um, Good note to end on. I'm sorry. (laughs) I
2: I was responsible for that.
0: Yes, you were. Yes, you were, Clint. (laughs) No, I just, I I just, again, thank you all. And does anyone want to, anything else they want to say? Any encouragement? Anything we didn't get to talk about? Let's just go down the list. Any parting thoughts? Any quotes anything jamie what do you got
1: um so one thing i'm really just nervous about i don't know if i I don't think i mentioned this i i'm a really sarcastic in my classroom and it takes the kids t- about two weeks to figure that out um, but i'm really nervous a parent is going to hear me say something out of context and I'm gonna it's gonna just not go well. And so I have to like really try not to be sarcastic because it could come off really, really wrong.
0: Uh I mean, fuck the parents and all this, right? <laughs> I mean it's like it's just enough to worry about. To worry yeah. about. My parents, but, when I was 16, they were like, Hey, can you drive yet? We need a ride.
1: <laughs> I I mean I am excited. I know it's gonna be different, but I always get excited at the beginning of every year. And this year is no different in that sense. I, I'm excited to go start and see the kids and yeah.
0: Yeah. This, I'm excited for you. Yeah. Clint, do you have anything? Do you want to bring it down any further? Some more negativity I, from you?
2: I would go back to positive. I think that like, even though it's more work, like the, and it's a lot less fun, it is still like I have the energy to do it because I s- still think it's an awesome job. Like just the, the a- teaching art um, is awesome. And I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Nick, what do you got?
3: Uh, well, you know, I'm not an educator myself, but I do want to uh, commend everyone in here. Uh, and everyone who is an educator, because uh, as Clint said, a lot's been put on your shoulders, and I think uh, uh, everyone has um, really stepped up. and And, and I'm just impressed uh, to call you guys friends, and uh, and and proud of you guys for all the work you've done.
0: I second that, Jill.
4: Um. Just to kind of add to what others have said, I think every teacher out there, if you ask them why they teach, it's because of kids, that we all love kids, Mm -hmm. we all care about kids, and I'm super excited to really get started, and I mean, at the elementary level, we have the same kids all day, so we really get to build those relationships and really get to know these kids, and they become, you know, like our little class family, and I think it's definitely going to be a challenge online, but I still think we're going to be able to build that class family. We're still there. The kids are still going to show up every day and know that they're loved and know that they're cared for and know that they're going to have fun and learn a lot. And I think that's, that's why we're here. That's why we do what we do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think for sure, especially with, you know, you guys are exemplary, but of all the teachers that we know, I think the classroom family, which is the huge importance of going to school, you know? Like we all met at school, like all my friends, you know. It's that's, I think the classroom family. I think uh, we're a good generation to be able to build that. You know, I don't know if previously our we could have done it, but I think with the youth and with you guys, I think we're gonna be okay. Drews, so. do you have any parting parting thoughts? Sorry.
5: No, I mean I. Uh, you know, my daughter is her, this is her first year of school. Um, she's really excited about it and it's really sad for me that she's not going to be getting the, the real in-person experience. And I was worried about that. I still am worried about that. There's a lot, you know, that, that will should be missing out on making friends, uh, in person, but talking with Jill over text and and listening to you guys talk about it and hear how excited you are definitely does put my mind at ease a bit. And it's nice hearing um, how excited you all are and how all these things that you're doing and planning and it's all about the kids. And it's good as a parent hearing all that. And it definitely makes me more excited about her starting. All
0: right, guys, that's, What we came here to do tonight, we came here to make Drews feel better, and we did it. (laughs) And I thank you all for it. So thanks again. Good luck. We'll check back in. And if you need anything, call Drews.